Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I've decided to take a leap into fighting for justice for a country I've never been to and only know about their politics through TikTok. Oh, um, no. no uh, I, I watched this guy on TikTok who has the Maori tribal tattoos. I think it's called a Mahoko. I could be wrong. I'm sure I'll get canceled for trying and failing. Um, but he talks a lot about that and his culture. And there's been this push to in the last couple of years to rename New Zealand Aotearoa, which I think I'm saying with like a Norwegian accent. And so I was like, that's cool. Like as an American, I'm very familiar with large pieces of our land having Native American names. And I think that, I don't know, I just like listen to them talk and it's like, look, if you are, if you have a Native population that's like still there and a part of your government and doing stuff and they and enough people want to change it, oh, well, do it. I'm all for it. I'm all for the changing of power to a people who care about a land. Not that the people who live there don't. I don't know. So I changed it on my website. So it's for the tickets to New Zealand. It says New Zealand-Aotera. Oh. Because, I don't know, I'm down with that. Yeah, I mean, there is a precedent. We've changed country names before. You know, it it happens. We could change who? a, like the I mean, USSR and like... like- well, that's not changing of a... I mean, that's dismantling of a power. That's... I don't think that's I'm the same thing. I'm just saying, like, in my mind... You were Yugoslavia. Hard, in my mind, the hard part of it is, like, changing all our maps. But... I mean, I someone it's will fine. change it for you. I don't know. I think... I think people get a, are afraid, like, oh, if we're inclusive, we'll lose everything. And it's like... Typically, what people are asking for is inclusion and fairness, not a total changing. So, I, I think it's a step in a good direction. Anyway. Eotera. I'm saying it like he says it, and that's a grown man, so I sound different. Anyways, <laughs> check out my website. See you in New Zealand. And Straya, coming up. And I uh, just got done with New Jersey. Apparently, they're under siege from a plague of something called a lanternfly, these big, beautiful, red, moth-looking things. And I totally tried to save one, not knowing that you're supposed to kill them. But then even when I did know I was supposed to kill it, I couldn't bring myself to do it because it was so pretty. But I kill bugs all the time at my house, so... I'm just a dissonant. Did you see that article about that man that was saying that it was like, if if people told us to kill all the dogs, we wouldn't. Why are we killing these bugs? Like it was something that like that. Or it was like, oh boy. I just more and more lately, like it's like do something. And then six months later, it's like, maybe don't do that. And it's like, I'll just, 
You know what? I don't live here. So will I participate in renaming New Zealand? Yes. Will I participate in killing a bug that's killing your agriculture? No. Stateside? <laughs> no. Not my taxes. Not my problem. Felt wrong. Will, felt cute. We'll maybe take down later. Um, anyways, just got back from New Jersey. Super fun shows. Got my top and bottom of the cob from one of those shows. And uh, we'll be heading to Canada. I know we got a lot of Canadian listeners. Got Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton coming up. And stateside, we got Columbus, Ohio, and Charleston, West Virginia. Prior to me saying that, did you even know one city in West Virginia? No. But here I go. When you were in New Jersey, you guys were all wearing matching black outfits. Did you purchase yeah. those there or did you bring them with you to match? No, you didn't read my caption. Shout out to Selkie, uh, to Kim Gordon at We Dream of Ice Cream. Uh, she's the designer and she sent me one of those a long time ago and I love it because oh. the hood is big enough. You can pull it over your eyes. It's super soft and it's not so heavy that you sweat. And Hunter and Stacy were like, we love these. So she sent me two more. So Aww. I just had to shout out Selkie. You know, if you're the kind of girl that likes a big dreamy dress, that's like baby doll style, check out Selkie, S-E-L-K-I-E. Nice. Supporting women in business. Oh. <laughs> and she gave me a floral pair of, like it's a matching sweat set and Noah thought it was so soft. So she sent him one too. Oh. And so we're like in pastel matching florals around the house. He's con he's confident in his manhood. Yeah. It's okay to wear flower pants. You guys should go walk the baby like that. Yeah, walker. We usually do it naked, but okay. Folks, the more I do shows, the more people say, men and women, you're loving the pod. We're loving doing it. And you know what? I think it's important because we're not up here talking about drivel and bullshit. You know I shoot it straight. You know I got to give it to you straight. So, and Emily's here too. So, <laughs> as the voice of reason and the voice reading your questions. So, pile it on. Give it, give it to me now. Hi, Noah. You know what's never as exciting when you listen to something when someone comes in the room? Like in the moment, if this were like broadcast, which we should talk about, it would be fun. But what people are hearing is just, hey, babe, uh. <laughs> what do you want to, like, it's never as exciting. Come here, Noah, come here. Let's hear it. Come here real quick. Well, I'm not trying to make fun. I was just calling it like I see it. <laughs> but now that's the official voice because you did it in a bit in your new special. Oh, my new special. No, I don't. Oh, no. When I do like the, the thing about sleeping, yeah. I don't do your voice. You did that same voice. No. <laughs> Get out of here. I don't. I didn't. Well, now that's the well, I will say there's a voice that I do that tends to just be people like, well, I thought we'd cancel her. And I was like, where did I get that voice? And I realized I got it from Monty Python because the idiot in the sketch is always like, oh, have we got any? Uh, and so that sort of warbly anyways. It's kind wrong, of like Kenneth herself. Mm. It's, it's less gargly. Anyway, folks. We're ready. We're Are ready you? for your question. Okay. Let us know about that bitch sister-in-law. We're ready. <laughs> Hi, Eliza, Emily, and gang. My name is Amy. I'm 31 years old, living in Saskatchewan, Canada. I know where it is. Okay. I loved your comedy specials, and my husband's cousin told me about your podcast last month. Shout out to Amber. Love it. And currently <laughs> catching up on everything I've missed since the beginning. Congratulations on your baby girl. How exciting. I've got baby fever right now and we're hoping to get pregnant within the year. My question is, 
Did you have a fun way of announcing your pregnancy to your husband or family? Or do you have any fun ideas? I oh. love making things special and memorable. And I also want it to be funny, maybe punny. But I heard you say that you don't like puns, which made me a little sad because I love a good one. I do have really one idea of how to tell my mom. Take her out with me one day running errands and stop at a store that has the newer expecting mother's parking spot and pull in. Then she'll say something like, babe, you can't park here. And I'll say, oh, yes, I can. Let me know what you think. Two things. One, uh, that's incredible that your government has new or expecting mothers parking. Unlike the U.S. where they're like, you just give birth here with a dog and then get back to work. Number two, you should not use that spot. <laughs> it's for <laughs> like, like very pregnant women. <laughs> she'll be pregnant, but she'll be newly pregnant. It's to mitigate how far you're walking. You could, If you can't see it, but whatever, maybe you, maybe you can. Um, I don't know what you look like. Um, Emily, you can actually feel this because you were... Fortunately, unfortunately, here when I took the pregnancy test. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. I mean, but it's hmm. the thing is because you had to tell people twice. So it's tough. I mean, not I just, tough, but it's like the second time around, you're just kind of like taking a test every day. You were in a position yeah. where it wasn't where it wasn't like you took one test and you're like, oh my God, you were taking right. a bunch of tests. There were a lot of factors going into it. So it was a little less spontaneous than like, I, oh, look, well, a shock. I took the. Yeah, but I still, like, I got it, and I came running in, and I was like, yeah. I'm pregnant, and you were there with Noah, and I was like, I'm glad I told my assistant and husband at the same time. <laughs> I can tell you that I told my mom in a, first of all, I don't understand this thing in Hollywood where it's like the woman keeps it a secret from her husband. Like, if you're going to have a miscarriage, like, you want someone going through that, not like, I'm three months pregnant, and like, you, you were so uninvolved that I'm scaring you. Loop him in every step of the way. Okay, let's. I don't feel good when people you see videos where people like surprise their husband or the pregnancy test and video them. That to me makes me a little uncomfortable, just because I think your reaction in that moment is somewhat like private and like that's such a um, big thing. Well, you can decide that after they film it. Like Noah is not a camera person, um, so I would never do that to him. I think I said something lame to my mom, like when I got pregnant. I was visiting in Florida and I was like laying on the bed. And she just looked at me and I went, guess what? She goes, what? I go, there's two of us laying on this bed. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Uh, I don't, I, it's, it's, it depends on your personality type. There's one video going around where this woman had a cop pull over her and her husband. And it was something like, you need three passengers to be in the car in this HOV lane or something. And he's like, it's just me and my wife. And the wife's holding up the pregnancy test. And I'm like, that could have, I don't think an interaction with law enforcement is going to go that happily normally. No, they don't they have better things to be doing. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's all so personal. I don't know. I'm I'm not a big like, guess. I just, I can't keep a secret. So I'm like, I'm you can't. I mean, yeah, that's right. the thing. That's the thing is I just remember because, the, you know, it's like certain people have to know for your career. Um, and then I'd find yeah. out more and more people knew. And I was like, the circle's really getting <laughs> I treat, I I just, I honestly, anyone I talk to, I think that they're going to, that they're my best friend and they'll keep my secret. You We're talking do. like desk clerks. You told a lot of strangers in That's a way okay. and everyone you told, you were like, I'm letting you in on something big. And I was like, if only they knew you right you've, you've had the same conversation with 15 other people. But to your credit, you genuinely like, 
you do you treated it with that that gravitas with everybody. So everybody really felt like they were in on something special. Everybody from store workers to waiters, everybody, <laughs> you know, and you used journalism ethics off the record. So they can't tell anyone if they do, it's a breach of journalism. <laughs> right. I mean, don't like- <laughs> do a baby reveal. Don't do anything involving making extra garbage for the planet. No. Um, okay, you know what you could do? Mm. I held on to this forever and I never did it because I don't care. I don't cook. But I saw some show in the 90s where this woman was telling her husband. So she made him a meal of all baby things like baby corn. Oh, I guess you can't eat a baby chick, but like babies, you can't like <laughs> baby, baby back ribs. You could make him a meal of all baby things. Well, so this is for her mom. But yeah, you could do that. Make her a meal of all baby things and then serve a king cake at the end and be like, by the way, we're French. Find the baby. That's what I would do. Do the thing from the show. <laughs> it's not It's not a bad idea. I mean, it's... I like her handicap parking idea. It is cute. I mean, but then, you know, once you get into it, then go park somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Unless, you know, your, your foot hurts or something. I like that. Do that. Yeah, it's cute. And if you want to do a pun, do a pun. Some people are pun people. No, don't, don't bring that kid into that world. <laughs> Kick it! This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. 
And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, everyone at AIA. I am not a grad student, but do have a lot of mother-in-law drama, although we'll Uh-oh. save those questions for another day. Today's question is about grocery shopping with kids. Okay. <laughs> I'm 24 female and have three kids, ages Whoa. three, almost two, and four months. Jesus, tell your husband to give it a rest. <laughs> Taking them out of the house anywhere is a mental and physical workout in itself, but yeah. specifically grocery shopping. You need to use that parking spot. How about moms with babies? Yeah. What about them? Jesus Christ. Today, we were getting our groceries, and all three were screaming at one point or another throughout the trip for various reasons. They're good kids, but they're also toddlers slash babies, so screaming happens. I was just trying to finish shopping so we could get out of there and go home. While doing so, people, mainly older ladies, made lots of comments, my favorite being, maybe they should be napping instead of shopping. We didn't go out during any of my kids' nap times. I'm not a crazy person. My question is, is there a good thing to respond to comments that are completely unhelpful or unnecessary? Right now, I either just smile and walk away or pretend I don't hear them. Is that enough? I know there's other options like shop when my husband is home so he can stay with the kids, do some sort of drive and pick up or have them delivered. But my husband is in the military and his schedule's all over the place. So when he is home, I like spending that time as a family relaxing or doing fun things. Not something that can be done while he's at work. And as far as pickup slash delivery, we no, have stop. WIC. This is so silly. You don't have to explain that. First of all, you look at we her. We went to and see you, you like, in DC and we loved it. Thank you. You look at those people and you say, listen, you un-American piece of shit. My husband's in the military. Ooh, rah. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously, people are, oh my God, thank you for your service. First of all, I mean, obviously it's better to not bring screaming kids out, but your kids could be perfect and then they're kids and they lose their mind. My daughter loves shrieking to say like she's excited and it is jarring, but it's a baby. She's a baby. You owe no one. It's not about creating an answer for them. You owe no one an answer. So if you are comfortable with ignoring them, but if you get to a point where you can't, you can simply look at her and be like, I have three children here and I'm doing my absolute best. I'm sure you can understand. You You don't need to spend the time explaining yourself doing literally the hardest thing yeah. next to being like shot at in the military. You don't have to think about this. They're so wrong. Yeah. So don't think about it. Get really good at ignoring it and then be very comfortable with making them, and I talk about this all the time, if you choose to, just as uncomfortable as they're making you. Mm -hmm. It is a grocery trip. They can go to another aisle. Yeah. Well, all your all your movies. all her groceries are on the cereal aisle. What's that lady eating? Yeah. I 
I will say you, and I don't remember exactly what you said, but you changed my perspective on this because I feel like before on planes or something, there's a crying a baby and I'm like, why is this happening to me? And I remember you were talking about how you like to be the person that helps out with a baby on a plane. I think like you're, you'll, you'll get in there. You'll get involved. And I, and I don't think that's true. Not, but like I, a, not in like an annoying way, but you're, you're like down to be like, oh, I can put that in thing for you or help you. Like I just remember yeah. you were talking about that because you fly so much and you see that. And I was thinking about that the last time I flew when there was a baby sitting next to me just going bananas. And I was like, you know what? They don't want this to be happening. I don't want this to be happening. But it's like, what? What? why am I mad at them? Like, what is? what does this have to do with them? I was just thinking about the fact that it's like, I should be offering to help them out. Not just like, oh, why is that happening to all of us? Like, I mean, some people don't want the help. Sometimes there's nothing you can do. Like, totally. You probably can't, you know? So it's, it's just about like a modicum of compassion. And I guess I could understand someone being like, wow, shouldn't they be napping? If it seems like they're going nuts and you're doing nothing. That being said, like sometimes all the mom can do is be like, I'm going to stay calm. I'm going to sustain and maintain, get my broccoli and leave. If it's 2 a.m. and you're like clearly taking selfies and posing and the babies are crying, okay. But middle of the day, you're trying to like get through the aisles. Whatever, fuck those people. Also- like, I have not had to do that with my baby, so I can't sit here no, and tell you, like, all right, give them a treat, give them a toy. Like, who knows? Every parent is different, and shame on those people. Yeah. You, But, but it all starts with, are you willing to be as rude as they are? Like, mm-hmm. are you willing to, you know? And chances are you're not. I can't say that I would. I'd probably act like I don't hear it. Yeah. And then I would... I would get so hot from being upset Angry. that I would probably say something I don't remember. And then I'd probably say something weird. Yeah. And then I'd be like, I have to leave. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, I would lean more towards just like, well, what do you want me to do about it? Like, I would just lose it. Like, what What you are you, just what are you asking her, me to do? Be like, you are free to not stand next to me. Oh, And yeah. my husband fights for that freedom. <laughs> you fucking harpy. I can't imagine, imagine going like, I feel like these women are hearing the baby and they're going down that aisle on purpose to be like, shouldn't your baby be napping? Like, be like listen, why are you in the toddler rectal thermometer aisle, ma'am? <laughs> I'm here for a purpose. Good, good day. All right. Hello, AIA crew. Currently on my second playthrough of the podcast. Thank you for keeping me entertained whilst picking hospital orders in a hot warehouse all day. Oh, I don't even know what that means. I don't either. It sounds oh. fancy. Very excited to see you in Calgary at your 4 p.m. show. My question actually I know what's, pertains I, why to did this. I, why did we do that? I guess because I didn't want to do a late show because I get so tired. Yeah. So that way we could have a seven. But come on out. We got butter mints and toffee and electric blankets and slippers. Come on out to that matinee. It's like a... Anyway, it's an old people show. Okay, whatever. It's for it's, your grandparents like butter mints. <laughs> my question actually pertains to this. I'm coming with my partner and wanted to sit as close to the stage as possible. Unfortunately, VIP tickets were a bit out of our budget. I managed to get two floor seats near the stage, but they are two seats away from each other. Seats 18 and 21. Will I be an asshole for asking the two people sitting between us to slide down closer to the center, obviously, so me and my partner can sit together? I suppose this isn't a burning question, but I'm worried I'll ask these currently unknown individuals and they will be offended. Thanks in advance. I realize this question may not be read before the show. If ever, keep being the amazing individuals you are. All of your content is truly appreciated by me, a gay in the most redneck province of Canada. I can tell you right. You think Calgary is the most redneck province? I would feel like, 
I well, feel like they're going to the oh, show in Calgary. We don't know where they live. Because I would say if you live in Saskatoon in Saskatchewan, that's the most redneck. But I could be wrong. It could be wrong. Calgary does stampede, but you know, um, you will. I'm going to tell this right now. No, I'm not going to pay you any money if I'm wrong. But I would say with 100% certainty, not only are my fans the kindest and best people, but you guys are Canadian and you are always nice. So they definitely will. I, also, what's that headline? Like, oh, you wouldn't move over for two gay guys? What do you hate, gays? Oh, shit. Now there's that. They're moving. I promise they're moving. Don't worry about it. I would guess they just, they bought tickets kind of at the center, not next to anyone. Because it's like when I buy movie theater tickets, like you buy it not next to someone. But when they realize they're going to be sitting next to someone either way, why not move over one? They're like, going to It's going to be fine. They're going to move over. Don't and if they be don't, entitled about it. Because if you have an attitude, I would decide not, not to move an, over. But if this you're nice, just like, hey... Come on, this nice gay guy in fucking Canada is definitely not going to have an attitude and he's going to... And you know what you do? If they don't, then you just talk right over him and kiss right over him. And uh, don't uh, get there before them and sit in their seats. Like sit Ooh, in your sit assigned in seats. seats and then be like, hey, we actually know each other. Like don't sit in their seats and be like, oh, we were hoping this would be okay. That makes me so mad. Um, yeah, okay. Take it easy. Hello. Love the podcast. Saw Lies at our Cleveland taping. Can't wait for the rest of the world to see that special. I have a food slash travel question. I am 30, female, and I don't eat red meat, pork, or lamb. I've never had it. My parents raised my brothers and I on a diet that didn't include those meats for health, budgeting, and environmental reasons. I have memories of school cookouts where my mom would send along turkey hot dogs to be cooked for my brothers and I. To this day, I still haven't had a, quote, regular hot dog. Oh, boy, you're missing out. Big time. Because Big of this, time. I don't have a taste for those foods. I've tried a bite of steak, a bit of bacon, and accidentally eaten ground beef before. I wasn't a fan of the flavor or texture, and since my body isn't used to it, I get sick from eating it. Since my body isn't used to it, I threw up on the spot, and they asked me to leave the cruise. <laughs> Both my brothers have begun eating all types of meat, and I'm wondering if I should do the same. The only time this way of eating is hard for me is when I'm on international trips. I want to try all the local foods, but I'm worried I'll eat something with a meat my body isn't used to and then miss the next day of vacation because I'm ill. Thinking about the best foods you've had while traveling, would you recommend I at least get my body acclimated to those meats so that I can enjoy whatever I want while in a foreign country? I mean, do you want to eat those meats? Because guess what? Like, other countries eat other meats regularly that we don't. And you know what no one else has for the most part is turkey. <laughs> I It's like a North American continent bird. I think you would have to eat it fairly regularly. I know that like when people are vegetarian for a long time, like then their body just can't process it. So like, is there a scientific study where it's like eat it once a month? Like how you're supposed to like run the water through your taps or like move your car every month? I mean, I think the question is like, you want to try these meats. There's other meats you can try. There's also other vegetables and stuff you can try. I will tell you, you know, people always talk about getting sick in other countries. You are probably less likely to get sick from eating other meat. Just This is just like food contamination-wise because those are cooked vegetables and stuff. Like a lot of people get food poisoning from vegetables and or dairy or just things that are out. So... Like people are always like, oh, you're going to eat meat off the street. It's like, yep, it just came off a fire. It's mm -hmm. cooked. 
Uh, I guess it depends on how badly you want to eat these things and you should look into, you know, how long it takes to acclimate to eating a lamb. I would never eat lamb. How often do you travel internationally? Like, is this just to make international travel easier and because you want to try different foods of the world or like then at home, you don't actually, if you don't want it and you're eating healthy, like great, you're saving money, you're having a great time, you're helping the environment. There's so many other things to eat. Like, are you going to Argentina where like meat is a vegetable? Are you going places where they have seafood? I would look into where you're going and then see if it's worth it. And if you want to start eating meat, then I would ask a doctor how to do that. Or or you won't be sick or you'll be fine. I don't know. I don't know. How would I know that? I don't know. It is an interesting idea though that you could like just maintain, like occasionally eat, like just just one day you eat like five meats and then you're like, okay, now I'm, now I'm safe for a few months. No, because if you get sick, you won't know which one did it. Well. And also, like, are you eating, is it high quality? I don't know. But you're not missing out on much by not having hot dogs, other than being the worst American I've ever met. <laughs> Hi, queens. 24-year-old male here, and also second question asker. You have so many from dudes. New, listening. From a new account. I love this. Not sure if you remember through the countless overbearing mother questions. Mine was about her asking to live with me and my partner forever and her buying, quote, us a house that she would pass in the house eventually and it'd be ours. It hasn't happened yet, of course. Eliza said she was a bitch. This was about the the mom not dying quick enough. (laughs) Eliza said she was a bitch that we need to have her move out. She's still with us. Okay, well, then why are you... You don't get another I question. I wish we could have followed y'all's advice, but I'm still in school and my partner has overwhelming student debt. So her being with us for the year is helping, has been helping us financially, mentally, of course not. As much as we want her to leave, I think it'd be best until I finish school. Now to my actual question. How do I deal with her being a complete bitch all the time? When I tell I you she wait. has no common sense what? of decency with others and cannot be wrong. It's the point where I'm scared of telling her that she does the dishes horribly because it would just make my day or week unbearable. Just saw you in Boston a few months back. It was amazing. Can't wait to see you again in Providence. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a little, am I hurt? You didn't take my advice when I told her she was a bitch in the first place? Maybe. But I mean, if she doesn't have any decency, why can't you be like, listen, Janet, the dishes have spots. So if you're going to do them, I just want you to do them the right way. How can I help you? Some people cannot be corrected. I do have people like this in my life that like cannot handle feedback. And so you have to just be okay with being like, I'd prefer to do them because I have to wash them anyway. You have to just get to a place where you're like, here's the truth and here's what I got to say. Like only you are uncomfortable now. Yeah, if she's horrible all the time, she makes your life miserable anyway. What's the harm in just saying and doing whatever you want? She's going to be awful either way. So don't walk on eggshells. You can't keep her from being awful. So do what you want to do. What's she going to do? Is she going to kick you out? I don't think she will. Yeah, i still real mad at you for (laughs) wasting my precious advice. I feel like Um, there's a freedom in realizing I can't please this person. There's nothing I can do. Emily's right. The truth will set you free. If you're going to be miserable anyway, you may as well just be like, look, try to, you know, is it the feet? Like I would try to get to the root of it. Like, does she feel useless? I mean, the fact that she's doing the dishes means she wants to help. Be like, I just need to, I need to be able to tell you these things. And if she's a bitch, be like, well, whatever. At least I was heard. At least you will have been heard. And you'll feel, you'll sleep better. Because I know you're probably not sleeping too great. No. She's just in the other room. Woof. Hi, all. Here's a Cobb question. Everybody's favorite segment song only mentions the top of the cob, you're doing it right, etc. And I always miss having a bottom of the cob singing part. I wonder what it would be like. Thank you. Please come to Spain. Heart Lux. That well, is a great point. 
Because it's top of the cob. It's like nobody wants to talk about the bottom parts. Maybe we have to redo top top of the cob. Oh, we can't redo it, but should you I have a just, second question? A second or should song? I have a second part? A second song that goes at the... Okay. So we do the top of the cob and then it would be like... um, God, bottom of the cob. Because, okay. but because it's not a corn cob, it's a dessert. Some people like the bottom of the cob. Let me think about it. Let me think okay. about it. Okay. Do me- you want to come back to us next week? Yeah, I'll spend the whole okay. week writing that music. Yeah, if you can get 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 going on that. Am- amongst the 18 other jobs you have, if you could just take pen to paper. Just arrange some music. Uh, that yeah. is a great point. So, gracias. I don't want and us to change our song, but if you want to keep come the up top. with another song. The bottom is where we all come together. Nothing brings people together like a common enemy. Bottom of the cop. <laughs> okay. Baby. All right. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft, yet super breathable, and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, AITA on AIA. Kapow! AIT 
PTA for not wanting to share my parents' inheritance with my sister. We live in Germany. My parents did a legal procedure with some lawyers to leave my sister out of their heritage. (gasps) My sister and my parents never had a good relationship. She left the house when she was 16. I've always been kind of neutral. I still saw my sister after she left, but I also lived with my parents and took care of them. I know my parents have been unfair to my sister, but they are still my parents and I love them. My dad died from cancer six years ago and my mother had dementia. She died last year. I took care of both of them until they sadly passed away. As I said, they did something with some lawyers and put the house and other stuff in my name when they got sick so my sister wouldn't have anything. Yet, Jesus. when my mother died, I offered to give my sister her half of what my parents gave me, but she refused and said she didn't need anything from them. I spent the money. I'm now living in my parents' house, but I needed to fix it a bit. I also opened a bakery, which is still not doing good. I opened four months ago and paid debts and stuff. Oh, geez. My sister contacted me to ask for the money I offered before because she has debts and she needs it. I told her I can't give it to her anymore because I have debts too and I'm counting on using the money. She called me and told me her children will be homeless if I don't give her the money. I feel bad, but I can't help her now. I have some money from the inheritance because I said— I'm counting on that money to pay my own debts. Am I wrong for not wanting to share this money with her? I don't think so. I feel like you gave her an opportunity. Her children being homeless, like, every what what kind of a life is this sister living? Like, we all make choices and are in some ways beholden to other people's choices. And, you know, you can't help where you're born or things that count against you. But you did offer and she declined. And so you just lived your life. Can you give her a little, like, something? That's really... I mean, this one interested me because it's, like, kind of clear-cut, but you think about the... I see why it's hard for her because she offered. The woman said no, and then this woman... I assume it's a woman. I don't know why. This person decided to open a bakery in this time period, uh, counting on that money. So it is what it is. Like, the the sister didn't want the money, and now here we are. Starting to see why the parents never liked her. She's real bad at decision-making. Someone offered you money at the time. When someone offers you something, it's not offering it forever. When I hold a door open for you, that doesn't mean I'm going to be there holding it open when you come back. It also doesn't mean I'm not going to let it slip and hit you in the face. She offered it. She said no. Right. It's been, I figure, at least four months since the bakery's been around for four months. The mom died a year ago, so she probably offered it a year ago. So she can't come to you to someone now and ask her that. You can't. I mean, it is a hard position to be in to be like, oh, no, I actually have it and I'm going to be using it and I can't give it to you. You want someone to be beholden to money they promised you? It's called like a fixed rate. It's called locking in a rate with a bank. And your sibling's not a bank. So I guess you're not an asshole. Sure, you could always give them money, but I don't think... You tried, you know. Yeah. You tried. You tried. That's it. That's the ask. I have another one. Sometimes we double them up. Ask my asshole. Uh, <laughs> That's what your segment's going to be called. Ask my asshole. All right. AITA for buying personalized stationery for my daughter so it can't be redistributed in class. My little Ooh. girl, Mia, female, nine, has started a new school recently. We moved and she had to start a new school. I got a list of supplies that the teacher required, plus extras like extra packs of crayons, etc. You know the deal. Well, I don't necessarily agree with this. It's on a hill I'm willing to die on, so I got everything on the list. However, I also got my child her own supplies. Now, the list didn't say to not label them. Mia is very particular on what type of stationery she likes. 
I've heard horror stories of kids' stuff being redistributed and them ending up with crappy supplies. So I sat down with Mia and we got her personalized binders and notebooks and pencils with her name on Etsy. It's all part of the item so it can't be removed and given to another kid. Like I said, as requested, I bought extra binders, etc. It turns out that I was right to do so. When Mia got home, she brought a passive-aggressive note from the teacher about Mia's supplies. Apparently, she tries to gather all supplies and have kids pick another one. She requested that I switch Mia's supplies to generic ones, which I'm refusing to do. The teacher now requested that I stop by to have a chat regarding Mia's supplies. I posted in a local Facebook group and parents are divided, so I need another opinion before I go meet with Mia's teacher. Am I the asshole for buying my child personalized stationery so it cannot be taken away from her? I don't think so. I also, this sounds like you're at a very big public school and it's like your taxes already go to your school and to the benefit of other children. And I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting your kids to have something. This isn't like you're buying your kid a Maserati and you're like, I spent the money. Why would, why should my kid get something shitty? That's, that's an odd thing. I I guess I don't understand the other side. So it's, I think, so I think this this person covered their bases in that the teachers ask for certain supplies so that they have extra for kids who can't buy them. And okay. so this question so asker you did. bought all of the requested supplies generic, plus on top of that, bought personalized stuff for Mia. So I, I there's not a problem with that, but I just, I guess the teacher has this routine of, you know, they're given, everybody buys a bunch of generic supplies from the list and then everybody doesn't feel left out because the kids that can't have it get some. I hear that, but I guess the real world is like someone, someone else did buy, like, let's say a kid can't afford it. So someone bought you a binder. Yeah. And it's part of the way the world works. Your parents bought you something nice. Someone, it's not like the other kids are going without. And you all pull together to get those kids something that's just as decent. It's not like they're getting Mm -hmm. a binder that's falling apart, but I don't think that's right that you would buy something nice and then some other kid gets it and your kid now does it. It just doesn't feel right. What's the point of having kids if you can't give them the best you can? And it's not to the detriment of the other students. Everybody's getting supplies, right? Yeah. Um... And, and that's a cute thing, too. I don't think Mia is particular. I think the mom doesn't like the idea of it, so she's saying Mia's particular. I I think so as well. So that could be the part that's, that's rubbing people the wrong way, that she's yeah. like, my nine-year-old needs personalized stationery. It's like, no, but as a kid, you want to feel like something belongs to you. You don't want to feel like everything you have can just be taken. So I get that. I, I think that there's, I think we're talking about, if you want to be fair, it is fair. And it's not like, her stationery is going to make whatever she writes smarter. It's not like the other kids don't get to participate. It's not like they don't get to go on a field trip. Like we all get stuff and that's the way the world is. Sometimes things like, you mean for a rude awakening, if you think that everything should be taken and redistributed by the state, this isn't fucking communist Russia because no one ends up with anything nice. I don't know. I guess I'm sure there's something I'm not seeing, but it feels like this teacher's doing everything to make it fair, but maybe going like being a bit of a pill and going a little beyond to drive her point home. Right. It's like, okay, so this kid has personalized stationery. Fine. Like, leave it alone. I can't believe she's calling fine, she's in this mom to, right, to have a call, to have a talk about it in person. Like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, it, you want to make kids feel included. So every kid does have supplies. Yeah. And it isn't as if, all the kids have amazing supplies and this one kid has shitty supplies. So like, let her have her name on it. Yeah. Every kid wants their name on a pencil. It's very cool. It is. Very cool. 
And then when she loses all those and she comes home with generic pencils, it's like, oh. <laughs> it's also that thing where like if you're a parent and you spent money on your child to find out that money is not being allocated to your child and it's going to some other kid, really it quick. doesn't matter if everyone has a lot of money. You're like, I, that's like, you, I, why not make the kids swap lunches then? Yeah. I pack Probably my kid a really does that too. Yeah, that's not the way it goes. No. What's the point of going to school then if the whole reason for bettering yourself to make a nice life, if you're going to have to trade it randomly yeah. for someone else's? I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it. Well, that's that of AITA on AIA. I was about to say, what's the point of packing your kid a healthy lunch? But it's like you, your kid probably wants the garbage lunch. Oh, I fully oh, was trying to trade. Yeah, I was like, I have a carrots. Does anyone want to trade for their ho-hos? Yeah, no one wants that gogurt though. Oh, yogurt? Cool. Every kid's favorite. I loved Yo- Danimals, the little drinks. I, why are you putting loved in past tense? Because I couldn't find it. I actually bought healthy yogurt drinks the other day and they tasted like garbage. And I'm going to throw them out. It's very okay, wasteful. You could just eat yogurt. You don't have to drink yogurt. I don't and you like can. yogurt. I like drinking oh it. <laughs> okay, personalized stationery. <laughs> Emily, that's disgusting. And don't, and please put that on your dating profile. I, I like only drinking drink yogurt. My yogurt. Wink, wink. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, AIA team. I'm a 22-year-old single male who has always had many friends who are girls. Through the years, I've encountered several instances where some of my friends begin to like me in a romantic way, to which I have to share with them that I don't feel the same way. Respectfully, of course, and I know it hurts their feelings. Now, I, Emily, need to step in and say, I did look at his Instagram. He is cute. So that's why. He's he's very, um, like, if you were a college girl and he's, like, he's, like, pre-med, you'd be like, oh. I'm going to leave, hold on, keep this all in. I'm going to leave a comment. <laughs> like, block out the name. I'm going to leave a comment on it. I'm going to, it says follow. She follows me. I'm going to leave a comment on this. I'm going to leave it on the first question. I'll be, like, just passing through. I'm going to say answering your question on AIA. Why? <laughs> he's 22. Do it. Your question on AIA. I'm leaving it right now in real time. At, we had to come check out your page <laughs> to make sure you weren't an uggo. <laughs> Super cute. What was the question? Yeah, I hope, so I hope. he's a nice, polite boy, and all his friends are girls, and he's a cute guy. So, yeah. okay. So he says, there's nothing wrong with any of them. It's just a matter of me not feeling the same way. I usually keep these friendships afterwards if they feel comfortable doing so because I refuse to make things weird and still value them as friends. That's so sweet. I know. He sounds like a nice man. While this might sound like it's flattering, it makes me feel dumb for not seeing it before they tell me. It hurts them. And after this many times, I can't help but feel like it's a me problem. And this has just happened again with someone I've been friends with for over seven years. I wonder how to go about being in opposite gender friendships while maintaining boundaries that make your long-term intentions of being friends clear. For context, I'm not a flirty person at all, nor irresistibly attractive. We don't really talk about romantic things. Oftentimes, we go to the same school in the same class, yeah. work together, etc. Yeah. So our friendships grew organically and settings for making friends is common. I feel it's often a matter of proximity and convenience, but I worry my acts of kindness can become misinterpreted as something deeper. For example, helping a friend put together her kitchen table or listening to them when they've had a hard day. I know these can be acts of romantic love as well. I just don't know how to continue with these actions to show I care about my friends without my motives being misconstrued. Thank you in advance. My sister and I love seeing you in Cleveland for your taping, and we quote your specials any chance we can get. Bye. Okay. I don't normally deep dive on people's pages. 
I'm going to ask you this and you shouldn't be offended at this because I think this is a fair question. Mm. I'm going to ask if you're gay and you don't know it. I'm not saying you are. I'm not saying based on anything. But when you started saying you had a lot of girlfriends, um, it's just a question. And I'm only asking you this and please keep an open mind. And by the way, it is offensive if someone isn't something you're like, that is what you are. So I'm not saying you are and I'm not saying anything. But I noticed a lot of like... Christian things on there. And I just wonder if there's a part of you that maybe is and you don't want to acknowledge it because of rhetoric. So that's something I'm just going to lob out there. Now, let's go back to you being 100% straight and just a really nice, sweet, good Christian guy. Okay? Yeah. What? I had to say it. Are you looking No, I just, I just, I think it's an indictment more on other men that it just sounds like, I think in college, how many, how many guys did you meet that were just like decent and friendly and not weird or not drunk or not, you know, like just having a nice, decent guy that's like, oh, I'll help you put together your table. I can see how you would just get a crush on that person. I hear you. Emily, you're totally right. And I don't want it to, I feel like it's going to rub people the wrong way, but I think people were wondering that. So, but it doesn't seem like you're not going to get offended. There's no reason to be offended. My offensive take is that all his friends are ugly. And so that's why he's not interested. And that's fine that he just is friends, that he's a sweet man that is just like friends with people and he doesn't care what they look like because he just wants to be friends. And then they think because a cute guy is talking to them that they have a chance and he's not thinking that at all, not in any negative or positive way. And I think that that's just a rare thing. You're rambling now. I think, (laughs) I think she's not wrong about the indictment being more on like just men being awful and always wanting something. I guess my question is, have you ever had a girlfriend? And so I asked that because there's the version where you never have. So you're kind of not sure how to start it up, but you're saying you're not attracted to these girls because they could be uggos. There's also the version where, like I said, like your mom raised you right. You are a gentleman and there's so few of those. And you are friend zoning with these girls. So there is, like Emily said, this version where women mistake your generosity for something romantic because so often men don't do things just to be nice. In which case, I will say this. What was his question? He was just asking, like, how does he make it clearer without being a jerk? Like, when he's friends with someone, how do you set the tone for a friendship where it doesn't seem like there's going to be something more? Because obviously it's insane to make a friend and be like, I'm not going to be attracted to you. I will help. Yeah. Welcome to the movies. Do you like Top Gun? I don't think you're hot. (laughs) I think I have to say, I think you just keep doing what you're doing because it isn't as if you are doing romantic things. You're helping them with stuff. You're doing what friends do. And I actually, I think where you're lucky to be a guy here is that you can let a girl down and she won't stalk you and fucking rape you. The Hmm. other way, I mean, a lot of women have this where it's like, I had to let him down and be nice, even though I was uncomfortable. And then he wouldn't leave me alone. Girls. We've all been through that where like you think a guy's hot and he's like, yeah, you're just like a good friend. I don't want to jeopardize that. Most girls will continue to still be your friend and then like secretly pine for you. But most Uh girls will be okay with that. So I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Unless you're totally misrepresenting yourself in terms of the behavior, your behavior, I don't think you are either. And this is just uh, unfortunately a fact of life is that if you hang out with people and you give them attention and there are people that aren't getting attention from anywhere else, this is going to really like, yeah, they're going to really cling to this. And that's just- Is there, a, I mean, and I'm just going to ask you this. I'm not, this is has nothing to do with you. I literally looked at one picture on your profile, left you a comment. Um, <laughs> is, are you doing- 
appropriate things with these girls. Let's get a guy who I think might fall into this category. Because I my would husband, guess so. Come yeah. here, baby. You know what? Actually, come, he's a come perfect here now. person for this. You are my best friend. Now come over here. I bet he, I bet Noah's had a lot of girls that were just like, oh. So Noah, he wants to know, this guy wants to know, how do I let down all the uggos that are jocking for, for my body? Well, you're not responsible for other people's feelings. They're allowed to fall in love with you or have feelings for you. This is why I love you. I think what you don't want to do is when you feel like they're flirting with you to lead them on. Um, but you know, so, uh, sometimes you can be friends with somebody and, and have feelings for them and it's not reciprocated and that's just a bummer, but it's what happens. Um, especially if you're good looking and I looked at your profile again, you're going to be a doctor. Like it's catnip baby. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, that's, yeah, I, I think as long as you're not leading them on, that's kind of up to them. And, uh, yeah, is and if it's very apparent that they're into you, um, you probably should address it at some point. But I don't think that you need to be doing things to make them not be interested in you. You don't have to like burn your face off with acid. Like you can just well, it's also kind of like I don't know, an arrogant thing to think that you have the ability to decide whether they'll be interested in you or not. Oh, I don't think he thinks that. I think girls would be like, "Hey, I have feelings for you," and I guess what Noah is saying is like. Once and that takes a lot for her to bring that up. And once they do, you know, it's like you don't want to treat her like she's a mental patient, but I think it's about keeping it appropriate and not saying like, oh, well, let's keep cuddling in this bed. You know, not that you're doing that. Yeah. I've done that. So like I don't want to have sex with you, but you can stay. You can stay. Uh, you know, or fuck your friends, whatever. Or fuck your <laughs> friends. But no, I think you hit it on the head. You're not responsible for that. And that's and they are vulnerable in telling that to you. But beyond that, you know, I've had friends where I'm like, I don't think we should keep hanging out because you like me and I don't want to get, I don't want to be weird. Also, like, there's also the thing where a person will think that eventually they can turn it around and trick you mm -hmm. into it. I think that's a guy thing. I don't think girls do that as much. What? They get real do. hot this summer. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so if it gets to a point where you feel like it's making the relationship not worth it to you anymore, where you're just dealing with a person who's in love with you that you're not interested in, then maybe stop being their friend if that's better for them in the long run because that's, that's the thing you could do. Also, yeah, like just mercifully shoot them in the head. Uh, also, I just saw your plans and like where you're moving to. So you don't have to think about any of these uggos because you're moving far away. And you're about to start your life. You don't have to think about this. And the girls are just going to get hotter and more complex and interesting. You'll probably meet someone while you're abroad. But I think you sound like a real sweet guy. Remember that Josh Hartnett movie where he had to figure out how he could not have sex with chicks for 40 <laughs> days in a row? I'm so good looking. How do I do it? What was it called? I think it was called 40 Days and 40 Nights. 40 Days. <laughs> Lost in the Desert. Yeah. How am I going to do it? How am I going to not do it? I give him my headphone back. He's digging your ear. Thank you, Noah. Boy dirt. He says, thank you. Anyway, keep being one of the good ones. And one day you'll date a girl that's way out of your league. You'll be like, how are you? And you'll be like, I had so many hot girls wanting me. You're lucky to have me, Cynthia. And by the way, congratulations on your Fulbright scholarship. <laughs> I can't give this many details about it. Yes, you. I just said Fulbright scholarship. You think he's the only one? Because he does. <laughs> Hey, I, I crew, my 32 female husband, 35 I'm just male. just like 
trolling this guy's neck. I'm like all over his leave page. This, leave this man alone. Leave this young man alone. Okay, I'll leave him alone. You're just not used to having straight men write it. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm just checking out his page. He is 22. Get away from him. Okay, leave him alone. Mine. There's Three. so many... By the way, there's so many young girls like leaving comments. Anything he does, they're like, wow, wow, that tree's really lucky. Oh, wow. Watch out for bears. Uh, you know what's going to happen to him is he's going to fall for like some super like goth girl or something really specific where then she friend zones him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's going to well, go for something weird. No, uh, attractive men don't get friend zone like that. Sorry, folks. You'll like hook up and then get friend zone. I don't know. I, I wish you the best. <laughs> please, please cure cancer. All right. Hey, a crew. My, thir- my 32 female husband, 35 male, has a friend that I don't like. This friend and his wife, let's call them Greg and Sarah, have known my husband since before we were together. And he is Uh-oh. quite close and loyal to them. A few years ago, my husband found out that Greg had been cheating on his wife with a few women. He didn't want to be put in a position to lie to Sarah, so they stopped being friends until Greg had a major health crisis and they reconnected. Greg said that this was a wake-up call and he was 100% devoted to his wife. They then had a baby. He went through a lot of health issues and Sarah was there for him and took care of him through it all and they seemed to be doing well until now. Penis fell off. Okay. At a recent celebration, Greg got wasted and invited his new girlfriend to the party after Sarah left. She found out they fought and my husband told Greg that he didn't support this and wanted nothing to do with any of it. Here's where I need some advice. After everything, my husband says that he still wants to be friends with Greg. He just doesn't condone the cheating, whereas I want nothing to do with him. I could get on board with the occasional interaction, but my husband and Greg usually go on a guy's trip every year or so, and I don't want him to anymore. I trust my husband and don't think he's going to cheat on me or do anything like Greg, but I also think that we are influenced by the people that we allow into our lives and that by continuing the friendship as normal, he is condoning the cheating. Mm. Greg says it's over and he's done, but he has said that before and I don't believe him. Am I wrong for not wanting him in our lives? And how do I tell my husband that I don't want him going on these guys' trips with him? P.S. So excited to see you in Vancouver in a few weeks. My friends and I have been looking forward to this for what feels like forever. Thanks so much. It literally has been forever. It has been. That's another. Should I bring in Noah for this one? No. Noah, will you come back? That's a tough one. That's a, Because they've been friends before you guys were together. Like, that's a longstanding friendship. And the guy's a piece of shit. But it's kind of like... I don't know if my best friend cheated on her wife, I would still take the side of my best friend and I'd be like, you really fucked up. I think it's annoying that the husband is like, oh, I don't want to be friends with him because I don't want to lie to Sarah. But then he's like, ah, you know what? Fine, I'll be friends with him and lie to Sarah. I think it's that part that's like gross is that he's sitting, there when they're sitting there with Greg and Sarah, her husband is yeah, sitting there yeah. lying to Sarah. And that is but condoning the, his behavior. And the what, but so Sarah doesn't know, by the way. Like about all well, the women? She, it sounds like she knew at first that then he invited his girlfriend to a party and then they fought. So it sounds like she's gotten hints of it. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. When this wife finds out about all the cheating, you will be just as much at fault because you were complicit in it also because you were all friends and you all sat there eating with her and you all knew this. And you all sat so, there when like, what, you would be at the party, Sarah would leave and then the new girl would show up and you'd be like, hey, new girl, what's yeah, up? Yeah, you think I would tell your husband, I would say like man to man, like if if this guy were made a cuckold, he'd probably shoot up a mall. I guess they don't do that in Canada. But like when men feel shamed like that, like it can turn very violent. Like would he be okay with that? Finding out the other way? So why is it okay to do it with this woman? So you maybe, you have to, even how do you tell your husband? You just say, I don't respect your friend. I think he's a piece of shit. You don't respect him either. 
and I'm not comfortable ever seeing them. And I think it's fucked up that this woman now is just like chilling and has no idea about all of that. And yeah. now, unfortunately, your hands are bloody too. They're putting you in a position where when you have dinner with all of them, you're sitting there and lying to Sarah's face. So it, it's, it's weird because it's like, you don't want to say anything, but your husband being passive is kind of a bitch move. Yeah. I mean, I do hope he like comes with you to the show and you guys have fun, but like that's, that's unattractive. And you can tell him, you can be like, your lack of a scrotum and a spine in this is not attractive to me. Yeah. If it were reverse, he would 100% be like, you've got to tell him. He's my boy. Like, we can't put another man's masculinity at risk. How come this woman deserves it? You know, I think you also have to just like never see this girl again. I mean, you I could give it, Greg a three strikes. And if Greg... No, no, husband. no three strikes. <laughs> and I think it's given you the ick about your husband. Yeah. And what you're afraid of. Part. You don't want to say anything to your husband because you're like... Like, because you're grossed out that he's okay with this. And you're like, how do I, this is an indictment on him. And you're uncomfortable with that. And I understand that because neither of you did the cheating, but it is speaking volumes about him. Yeah. It's tough though, because the other guy's his really good friend. So I don't know, but the guy seems like a turd. And but he's been friends. He's known Sarah just as long and he has no respect for her. Noah. If one of your best friends, one of your best guy friends had cheated on his wife multiple times, and I was like, I don't, and he's and like over years, multiple, multiple times. And all of us knew that she was being cheated on and she didn't know. And, and he wanted you to like go on a trip. It would make sense if I was like, I don't want you going with him. I don't like him. Or would you just not be friends with that guy anymore? Right. You wouldn't want to be with him and his wife, but would you still be able to go like on a trip with him? Yeah. Like you guys are really good friends. You've known each other longer than you and I have known each other. Noah says, what world is it where I'm going on a trip with a dude and not my wife? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think I also like, I understand men need to like be together, or, like go camping, but I don't know. I think you're upset because this is saying something about your husband and his lack of morals, even though he did nothing wrong. Well, that he's like trying to play it both ways. Like, oh, you know, I didn't talk to him until his health scare. It's like, but now he's doing the same thing and you're still talking to him. So it's like you, it didn't. Stick. Yeah, what changed? I don't know. That's on you. And it sucks because your husband did nothing wrong. Mm -mm. You've also done nothing wrong. But this woman, like, you just can't see her anymore. It's yeah. not your place to, like, ruin that. But at the same time, you kind of want to say something. I don't know. But I think always, as always, being honest with your husband about why this is unattractive. Because that's what the core of this is. His yeah. character. Yeah. Top of the cup. I can feel it. Yeah. It's the top of the cup. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cup. Emily, you go first because mine is impactful. Okay. Okay, yeah, you go. About a movie with Natasha Henstridge. I don't know. Oh, good pull. Oh, shit. <laughs> 4K of Species just came out. Good pull. It was just her birthday. I oh, live for sighting mind. an actress and getting your reactions. That was I a good live for it. She I really, it. I was just talking about her the other day. Um, no, it, okay, my Top of the Cop is kind of movie-related, but it's more that I finally got my home theater dialed in. I have speakers, okay? I have plugs that I've run along the wall. I bought plug wow. covers, like 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 cord cable, cable hiders that are white that, that make it nice. And I watched Hannibal with your man Ray Liotta uh, and Julianne Moore. And I had all my sound, and I was just like, this is nice. I'm in control of this theater. And it was just, it was nice. And I watched my new 4K of it. And the blacks were black. And Ray Liotta, you know, is fed as a piece of his own brain. And I was like, yes, this I is remember that. I've, I've seen it. It's really scene. sad. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a great scene. It's so intense. It's and scene. I was like, this is living. 
It was great. You know what? That I love that for you because girls, this is an example of a woman, uh, a woman in full wolf. Like you, I'm sorry, that's Tom Wolf. A woman in full by Tom Wolf. It's a man in full by Tom Wolf. Okay, Emily's a woman in full because you are truly like you love movies and you have your own setup. And I love to think about you in your house enjoying your home movie theater. And that makes me happy to see and feel you thriving, even though I kind of don't want to hear about it most of the time because I don't watch what you watch. <laughs> but I'm very happy for you. My bottom is that I have to take my own garbage cans out and I hate it every single Monday night. I'm so mad. I have to take them out and then I have to bring them in and it's raining every day and they're wet and bugs touch my hands. You know what? I know that it's like feminism, do what you can do, but it is nice to have someone else do it. And I do yeah. want to say that if I lived alone, I think I would just have garbage pile up. Or, that's. Oh, I think I would just do that. Uh, that's just, what I'm trying not to do because that's what I did in my apartment. I'm like, I have a home now. I should take my garbage out. But every time I, I put an alert in my calendar each week that bings me, it's tough every time. I think if you just do it enough, it mm -hmm. will become a habit, like flossing. Like I can't go to bed without flossing. So you keep on at it. I mean, I've been that girl. You got to take them out or you just get like a really nice neighbor and you'd be like, I can't, I can't even read. Oh, my haunches, my goodness. I'll be like, I'll do you right. But yeah, take out your own trash cans. That's the way you fight the patriarchy, maintaining it on your own cans. Uh, all right. So my top of the cob and my bottom of the cob are very similar. And I'll give you a quick rundown, even though I think a lot of people saw this on my Instagram. But at my show in Atlantic City, what? I think all of my fans saw it on my gram. Uh, this girl came up to me at my meet and greet. And she said, you know, it's so crazy that I'm meeting you. I was supposed to come to the show with my making wide eyes. That means you don't follow my Instagram, Emily. I do follow your Instagram, Emily. but I haven't been logging in lately. I only okay. look I at your Instagram that. when I log in. Because oh, I'm logged into weird. 18 accounts for work and then I don't look at mine because I'm sick of it. Okay, take it easy. Okay. This girl came up to me. Uh, the, sh the abridged version is, she came up to me at my meet and greet. She was like, I can't believe I'm here. I was supposed to come to see you with my boyfriend, but he ghosted me this week. And I'm thinking like, okay, was he really your boyfriend? Like, what is that? And she was like, we dated for six months and he just stopped speaking to me. So if that is true, like, let's say you are full on dating. And I was like, that's super fucked up. She, and she's looking at me. She goes, and what's crazy is that he's in line at this meet and greet with the girl he brought instead <gasps> of me. Wait, so he, so he bought tickets to... He bought tickets took, and said he was taking her, ghosted her, and I like, look, you go out once, you ghost. Okay, that's shitty, but whatever. Six months, ghosted her, brought another girl. And she's like, my friends bought me tickets uh, for this tonight. Uh, and then they couldn't go. So I came alone. And I was like, I really applaud you on that. And don't tell me who the guy in line is because here's the truth. As much as I wanted to know, at the end of the day, while I did believe her, even if she's 100% right, this guy's, his ticket is still just as valuable as hers and everybody yeah. is there for an experience and they're not there for me to like cast judgment uh, to their face. So right. what I applauded was that this girl chose to come anyway. And got Versus, line. And got, I mean, she didn't know until she got in the line. And so it just got me thinking. So my top of the cob goes out to her in that she chose to come anyway because I think a lot of people would have stayed at home, licked their wounds and felt really bad and missed out. And I think a lot of times in life, particularly as women, we negate uh, our own happiness and we abnegate uh, ourselves from experiences and joy thinking if I'm in enough pain, maybe I'll hurt someone else or I feel so bad. So I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. And 
So my bottom of the cob is that women feel this way. And it got me thinking about how much we talked about that one influencer who I think is like being like federally indicted. No, he got like all of his like accounts closed. Yes. But I think that this guy is a symptom and not the actual problem. And the actual problem is the rampant misogyny that exists in social media and in our world. And you get these guys who are all sort of facsimiles of each other. This sort of podcaster, heretic, I hate women. And this is something that, this is a battle. Like we're all at war here. Like the world feels like it's on fire. But this misogyny, particularly since the whole Donald Trump, January 6th, everything, like it's almost like we cracked a giant building that is our government. All these roaches came out. And misogyny is a gateway mentally toward even more damaging mindsets like anti-Semitism and racism and overall white supremacy. And the types of males lining up to like swallow this rhetoric feel entitled to this weird promised version of America that they don't feel they have largely due to their own personal shortcomings, but they blame it on women or minorities or Jews or anyone who isn't them. And it's a cancer and it's a simmering epidemic And it's all rooted in this inherent belief that women are whores and should be submissive to men. And that men are the supreme know-it-alls, like Eve came from Adam's rib. No, we all know that that's impossible. We all know that the Virgin Mary was not, like there was no immaculate conception. Like this is all a fairy tale. But these guys think that women should be submissive to men no matter how weak the man is because it's never true, kind, benevolent alpha males spouting this. Um, and these men are weak and the men who prop up these ideologies are very weak and they hold true a false narrative about what America is and is what is meant for them because they know that they're failing and they know that they're embarrassed about their shortcomings. And so I just, I can't combat all of that. And I certainly don't want to have one of these podcasts where like it's women empowering women and only women are listening. But I do think a purpose when that, like the more this starts happening, I do think a purpose of mine is to just be a voice of comfort and reason. And boys are included too, mm-hmm. because I'm not spouting anything hateful, but I, I deeply want to protect women. And I think there's a way to do it. You have to include men in the conversation. You know, you can't be, you can't accomplish anything without both sides being part of it. So that's it. That's me taking a stand and being like, I'm on your side. and don't be brainwashed mm-hmm. by these men with acorn penises who are not good at anything and whose genetics should have been wiped out long ago. More on that in my Netflix special. But I said what I meant and I meant what I said. So look, it's just a podcast, but I believe in spreading. It's not even so much about positivity, but spreading a message of strength. And I believe in moving through this world with confidence. And so... I'm going to keep on preaching that. And I hope enough girls start to listen. I hope enough girls are already listening. I hope enough girls are doing it on their own. Don't be brainwashed. You got this. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. 
Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.